Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast, a December special. This is what you call a December delight, Uncle Solomon. Nice, nice. We got a big show lined up. We're going to cover some Commerce Bowden. We'll do a Northeast Georgia recap, Commerce recap and, and review of the season. We're going to do the current stories in high school football. We'll talk Final Four. We'll talk reclassification. Shout out to the GHSA for making things extremely worse after meeting <laughs> twice. And uh, who knows? We may talk a little SEC championship. That would be I don't fun. know. I don't know. We'll see what we get into. Let's uh, Speaking of get into it, let's go. Listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Well, it's been a long while since I've been on this here recording. I think it was early November, maybe the last time I was I was on. I looked it up. We talked about it. Uh, we played Bowden on the 13th. You were not able to make it. You were in Statesboro. I called in. That was so the root story. The last time that you were on a pod was November 4th. Wow. So um, almost a month A ago. month. That's why I feel I'm rusty. <laughs> it's rusty out here. Uh, we, we join you from the beautiful rolling hills of Madison County, the front porch. Uh, just a delightful December evening out here. It's unseasonably warm. I'm in a sweater and some corduroys, uh-huh. and I'm not cold. I uh-huh. I wish I had a jacket, you know, prior to coming here. But once I'm out here on the porch, I'm fine. It's good. Yeah, they uh, we got uh, some wind going on, so hopefully it doesn't affect the audio too much. We're kind of hunkered down over in a corner of the porch, though. We we uh, used a little strategy. Dino yeah. thought this one through and moved us over here out of the wrestling bushes. Yeah, we switched switched corners, so hopefully the audio is a little better. Um. Man, what else? What else to say right now? Is there anything to say? Anything to report? Nothing crazy going on in the skies so far. We're kind of in that Goldilocks zone of late fall, almost early winter between Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh-huh. where so many things in the world are just happy. You it's you a got great good time of football. Year. Great time. You got of year. great holidays. This is one of the best weekends of the year. Army Navy. That's SEC next championship. Week. That's oh, next is week. It? Army Navy's next week. I did not know that. It always they lines up it. with state championships, oh, which is another good weekend. Yeah, true. And Georgia, at least. But this is a great weekend, too. You got Final Fours, high school, and yeah. you got SEC. You got all the conference. I mean, this is the last real, like, real, Big, real football. heavy football. Yeah, because you got NFL, you got college, and you got lots of high school. Yeah. So Enjoy it's it. a nice place. It's fleeting. Drinking it, 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 it is fleeting right now. The, the football season is almost over. Yeah. Speaking of the football season being over, <laughs> where did we leave off, Uncle Sam? We left off over on the Alabama state line on a cold, sad night in Bowden, Georgia, at a beautiful facility there on the campus. God, of it, looked, High it looked unbelievable. Uh, cool turf field. You know, I didn't I, go. Yeah, I I made that. I drive. couldn't join you. That was a tough day. I don't know if I. I don't think we've gotten really to talk much since then, Mm-mm. but. Uh, I, I worked that morning, went in, opened up at the post office, worked my eight hours, drove home to Athens, changed clothes, uh, 
hopped in the car, started driving towards Bowden, got there, and then drove home that night. And I, I, I had to stop several times on the way back and sleep because it, it was – I almost fell asleep at the wheel. But the game was not much more – You're bad about that. Well <laughs> – You got a history of that. I one. do. I mean, don't let my insurance company, uh, Monkey, hear, hear that. But, Monkey uh, will for sure hear this. I know. I, man, the cat's out of the bag. There goes my Insurance brain. fraud. That's what uh, we do here at the Potluck Podcast is commit insurance fraud. Oh, man. <laughs> but, no, I, I had I enjoyed my trip to Bowden. Bowden's a nice town. Uh, it is. It, it was a night like tonight where it was really clear and dark. Uh, the city was lit up. The stadium was lit up, but it was oddly quiet. I think everybody was so cold they didn't do a lot of talking. Cool video board. Did you see that? I did. They have a replay, uh, kind of like Athens Academy, turf field. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, you know, that might be what's in commerce's future. I, I don't know. I'm, I, we've talked about this maybe off air, might not on the show, but I love natural playing surfaces. I love grass. I Big love, fan. Grass is where it's at. But, man, there's so much traffic. We talked about that with Coach Savage. A lot of traffic. And, uh, Soccer. People, there's a lot of people using the field now. It might be time. Yeah, and it, the way it looked at Bowden looked good. And the thing about it, like it, I think people used to be more hesitant, but the turf is so good now. You like don't even the, have the to artificial wear, turf is so good. You used to not be able or not be able to wear cleats on it. You had to wear uh, yeah all those shoes. pads on your elbows. And, oh yeah, and get stuff. the wrap going. Yeah. So I was pleased with their their facilities. Uh, their team was, was lights out. It really surprised me that they exited in the second round uh, because they they beat us handily, 35 to nothing. Uh, we're up on us 14 to nothing at the half. Uh, Bowden scored 21 points in the third quarter to put it away. Uh, their quarterback had an excellent night. They had a lot of really good players. Uh, Robert McNeil's his name. I think he is either a sophomore or a junior. I don't think he's a senior. Um, he was seven of seven through the air for two hundred and thirty nine yards and three touchdowns. I mean, it was a dominating performance from him. Um, but Commerce was in the game. I mean, I felt like at the half we drove down the field, uh, had a chance. We completed a pass right there. Had a chance to kick a field goal that we couldn't. We couldn't convert. Uh, but we we just never never got it going. We did have uh, one hundred eighty two yards rushing. Jaden Daniels ends the year with 98 in that uh, season-ending game. Draylon Martin, 78 yards on the ground. Garto completed two out of five passes with the uh, big pass coming to Draylon Martin there right before the half. Um, defense, secondary was big of the defense. Colin Hall, five tackles. I think he actually plays linebacker. Um, Cohen Thomason, guy that made a, a big splash towards the end of the year. He uh, came in second, tied with Landon Worley for four-and-a-half tackles. Uh, Commerce ends the 2021 season, uh, Coach Holler's inaugural season, with a 6-5 and five record and a first-round exit. Uh, any thoughts, Dino? Not really. Um, I, I, I really don't. I don't have much. It, I mean, it, you know. It is I, what it is. It's, it's it was a tough game. <laughs> it's over. Season's over. It was a tough draw. You know, early in the season. It was a tough season. draw. I mean, you, it's a tough draw. It could, I mean, you could, I don't know. It, it seemed like the season kind of was over after Lincoln County, really. Yeah. I mean, you didn't expect to go to Bowden and win. 
No, and I mean, and I don't think the players thought that. I think the oh, players sure. could no. prob- probably think, you know, feel like they're in every game like I did when I played. But going on that drive back from Lincolnton, it really did feel like the wind was out of the sails. And Region 8 had a tough draw anyway. Right. I mean, Everybody Washington, were, Willis, and Lincoln both got smoked in the by second two round. Of the best teams, You're right? In the state. I mean that. I mean, it was a bad. It was a bad draw. Yeah. <laughs> for Region Eight this year. Well, two Region Two and Region Five are two of the stronger regions in, or Region Six, not Five. Uh, five's good too, but they're they're two of the stronger regions in Class A this past year. So. Yeah, and you can all forget all those numbers next year. Yeah, it's two years. So. Throw it in a blender. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. You want to move on to uh, around our area? Yeah, like we, 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 you know, the, the teams we cover in Northeast Georgia, um, let's talk about some of the years that some of these teams had, some of the seasons that these teams had. Um, what do you want to start with, the teams that missed the playoffs? Yeah, we kind of mentioned this uh, in the last episode. Uh, there were a couple teams that, that ended their season, but I figured we should probably just mention them uh, since this is a recap. Wanderbarra, Haversham Central. Shout out to the Apple Knockers, Madison County, East Jackson, Franklin County, Greene County, and Towns County, all of which missed the playoffs. So I think there there's some silver linings here for some of these teams. Oh, for sure. Madison County narrowly missed the playoffs. Narrowly had a f- even season. They mm-hmm. could almost were six and four. Uh, could have been seven and three if they'd hang, hung on with a very good Stevens County team. Um, East Jackson improved. Um, they got a lot better over the year. Winder Barra as well. East Jackson found him a quarterback. You know, that Crow kid, uh, he played well. Franklin County was down a little bit. Towns was up. I feel like Green and Habersham might have stayed about the same. I think Green was a little better. Yeah. But, but yeah, not much. They'll have a new coach next year. Milligan retired down there again. Huh. How about on the other end, let's talk region champions. Uh, Buford, Clark Central, North Oconee. Remy. He, he said, I'm a, a, I'm a region champ, baby. <laughs> Monroe area, Raven County, Prince Avenue, and Washington Wilkes. That was our region champs. Yeah, I think this. Mostly in the region eight. Yeah, those area. are. That's the, region eight. Yeah, region eight, 6A down to public. Yeah. Um, yeah. The big surprises there are in the middle with North Oconee and Monroe. That's your two biggest surprises for sure. Uh, everybody else was either favorited or probably one one or two, you know, preseason. Yeah. Um, obviously, North Oconee is still, still riding the lightning, uh, playing with house money, going to play <laughs> Benedict team. But we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, another surprise was Stevens County. Uh, I think they had a year that was definitely one we didn't see coming. Eight and four, uh, they did upset Rockmart, twenty-seven to thirteen in the first round on the road, um, and then they lost to Burke County, unfortunately, in the second round, forty-one to twenty-four. There was a lot of hype around Stevens this year that I did not expect. Uh, they had a couple good receivers um, and a good quarterback, and I, I think a pretty stingy defense, from what I. What I saw, I, I think a lot of their skill guys too. I, I'm pretty sure the quarterback and the wide receiver and the running back are all juniors. I don't know about their fronts, like I don't know about the lines, right. but I remember we did some research on Stevens before we did the uh, Northwest Georgia, the thing. Northwest Georgia kind of live, you know, cast um, 
And I remember just seeing so many juniors. Yeah. And I was like, man, next year, look out. Who knows? Um, another surprise that I don't think we saw coming, at least, was Aaron Philo was the Prince Avenue quarterback, still playing, obviously. But uh, his his stats have been crazy this year, and, and Prince Avenue's kind of knocking on the door, being right back where they were last year. Yeah. Uh, they – I I really I, – I thought that Athens Academy would win that region preseason. Uh, because you you see what Prince lost. They last had to year. replace a lot, yeah. And they just reloaded. And and, and, and on paper, Athens Academy had like John Terrio Hall. I mean, they had Trey the most Hawkins. talent for sure. It seemed like yeah, they had those like. guys that you you thought would have big seasons and and still were successful. But Prince really, I mean, after that loss to Calvary Day in Week One, they haven't looked back. Right. Um. On the opposite end of pleasant surprises, we'll go to disappointments. First one, ple- pleasant disappointment. I think <laughs> a little, a little bit. Uh, I mean, the biggest, the biggest surprise probably of all. I mean, statewide was Jefferson. I mean, everybody had them picked to win it all and do it in you know, blowout fashion, blowout fashion, and shining colors and everything's glitter and gold, and then they lose the region and they lose in the first round. <laughs> Hateville Charter too, man. You just hate to see it. Just sh- shutting them down. God, you hate to see that. And in a in a bloody like knockdown drag out game, and we had talked about it off the air. Jefferson gotten a little bit of the the mindset that uh, maybe Raven County does, where a lot of the early season they were playing teams that were just not on the same tier, and they were blowing them out, and they never had to get in a dog fight. Yeah. Until the end of the season, and when they got punched. It was trouble. And they did have some injury trouble yeah. kind of throughout the season that they had to deal with. You know, so if if Sammy plays in those games, I don't think they lose either. Uh, I don't think so either. So still a big shocker. Um but man, you just hate to see it happen to Jefferson. <laughs> uh and eight triple A, that was another kind of shocker that those teams out of that highly touted region uh do not do so well in the playoffs. Hart County loses in the first round to Ringgold, which we predicted they were and they were favorites, um, but we did we did get on the Northwest Georgia pod. We were, don't be surprised if they go up there and lay an egg, egg and don't show up. Um, they lost by nine in the first round to Ringgold. Did Hart County, Monroe? Uh, they beat North Murray pretty bad, and then they lost to Peach County, which is a, no, again we talked about tough draws that yeah. Region Eight had. I mean, this is another one like Peach County in round two. For a region champ is pretty brutal. They lost that one close at home. Finished the season at eleven and one. Oconee County, I don't know what happened to them late in the year, but they fell off the rails. Barely beat Adairsville, and then they lost to Crisp in pretty convincing fashion. I mean, it was a two score game, three score game. I yeah. guess. Crisp has been complete competing for state titles over the last half decade. Uh, Pete, tough draw. Yeah, it's it's a tough draw for. Friday, because we we had the conversation uh, one time. I remember with Carl. He 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 texted us and asked, "Well, you think eight AAA was overrated?" I don't know. What do, what do you think? I mean, yeah. You think I, the I, results I mean, are there? I mean, the rank. I mean, you know, they were they had what three, three of the top eight teams. Yeah, and in some polls, and they they went they, two and four in the playoffs, right? Well, three and right? four. Three and four. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think that speaks for itself. Statewide, even if, even if you play like a Peach County, I mean Monroe was what number one or two. 
Yeah, they were number one team in the state. I mean, I, yeah, I think they were overrated. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. That's tough because that was when you, when you look at Northeast Georgia football, this year we were hanging our hats on Jefferson, Rabin, and triple A, triple A. You know, those are the teams that, uh, that were really standing out for us. And, and speaking of Raven County. I mean, there's still – there is still some teams in in the region – and in, we're not just the region eight, but in the area that are – On the up and up. That are still in there. I mean, Buford's probably going to win state. They're but region eight. They're region eight, but are mm-hmm. they truly northeast Georgia? I think that's where they're – I mean, I would call Buford northeast Georgia. Yeah. True – it – 20, 25 years ago, I say so. But I think they're fully within the shadow of Gwinnett. Well, I mean, they've always been in Gwinnett County. Right. But <laughs> I you think just mean because they're culturally. Big, you mean because they're a big school, they're not included. Is that what you're saying? No. Let me re- let me chew on that. I'll yeah, find that it. thought. I, know, I think I know what you – I get what you – I get what uh, – you know, I pick up what you're laying down. If still, you're gonna I'm, say I'm still, Buford, I'm, I'm counting Buford though. If you're gonna claim Buford, you gotta claim Mill Creek because Mill Creek is before Buford yeah, on eighty five. I don't want to. claim Mill Creek. You can't just pick. But Buford's the school old school. You want. Though. I know that's that's the thing that I have too. It's like man, Buford go. We go a long way back with Buford. I think that means eight, something. I think it means something. Having too. that tradition, not like a pop up, like build a build a. Yeah, because Mill Creek build a school, Mill Creek. Mill Creek comes <laughs> out and they have the most kids in the state, you right? Know, immediately, but there's Buford, no soul. There's no there's no soul at Mill Creek. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I hate to be clowning on Mill Creek. We're just dogging Mill Creek. And I don't think Mill Creek Mill Creek has got a good school. They got good community oh, around sure that great. school, but yeah. it is not. It's not. Uh, we're from here. Right, yeah, Our, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we were born here right. and grew up here. There's no and like, we're proud of this school. Yeah. There's no culture. There's no generational culture around it. Whereas Buford, there's definitely that. Yeah. Uh, just like there is at a lot of schools across Northeast Georgia. And I think that's why culturally you can put them in Northeast Georgia, but you have a hard time. They also fit in Gwinnett. Yeah. And you're They're absolutely hybrid. right. I mean, what you said originally was absolutely right. I mean, the teams you thought that were going to be competing for state, at the, it's definitely still playing this weekend. The Jeffersons was North Oconee's. I mean, or, or not North Oconee's, but Oconee. Yeah. And they just fell on their face, egg on their face, and and all. Um, even later in the year, you thought Monroe was going to make a run. Yeah. Um, and then even in our coverage area, I mean, I thought Washington Wilkes had a run in them, but, but again, I mean Brooks County, that's kind of a different story. But. Yeah, and I think Washington Wilkes. I think this is something that. We saw in the Commerce game, but they have a little bit of that Hart County mentality too. Sometimes, yeah. Where you can't, you get down and you can't get back up. All right, we got off the rails there for a little bit, but uh, buttoning it back up, trying to get us back on on track here. Another disappointment was Raven County. Um, again, <laughs> so uh, we heard, you know, again thought this was going to be their year, first state championship, number one all year, outscoring people like crazy. But again, uh, and another situation of. They got into a groove where they weren't really playing the best teams. And the thing about going down to Thomasville is look at Thomasville's schedule and then look at Raven's schedule. Let me pull this up. So they did. Raven County outscored their opponents 608 to 148 in the first 12 games. Their only regular season loss was, of course, to Jefferson in that big season opener. 
Um, they smoked Pace Academy in round one, smoked Jeff Davis in, in round two, and then in the Elite Eight, they had to go down to Thomasville, and then two years ago, this is the same old story, they went down there and got beat, and guess what? They went down there and got beat again. As as the the one and only Joe Sanders would say, they're just they're mountain furniture. They're cabin furniture. You put you to you know they look great up there in the mountains. Those log cabins up on the hills, but you take it down anywhere else down to South Georgia, they just don't travel. They don't long. travel. And even when South Georgia comes north, like they did Fitzgerald in in eighteen or it was sometime Fitzgerald was last year. Was it last year? I think so. I mean, it could have been got, 2018. Fitzgerald went up there and beat them in the rain, and it, it was, was cold. It was in 18, Fitzgerald did it, and then in 20, it was Callaway, uh, that which is a West Georgia school. But still, uh, I mean, Callaway's on down there for when you consider Raven County. Yeah, <laughs> true. Every, everywhere south of Raven County. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, three out of the last four years, Raven's been put out by a – South Georgia power uh, after just dominating the the competition in region and non-region. You were talking about non-region schedules for Raven and Thomasville. Listen at Thomasville's non-region. Brooks County beat them in a tight game. Thomas County Central beat them in a tight game. Cairo beat them in a one-score game. Bainbridge beat them by over two scores. Oconee County, they come up here, that's the game I saw. They lost, but they were in that game, yeah. a lot closer than the score indicated. Uh, then they got into region. Rabin, you can't fault them for scheduling Jefferson. Jefferson that's was a good, good game. Pace Academy, that looked like a good matchup up front. was not. They destroy them. Also, I think Rabin had a little bit of COVID cancellations. Like there was an Elka game in there that got canceled. They pick up Murphy, North Carolina, beat the brakes off of them. Saluda and Pickens, all from North Carolina. Then they play Pierce County. Now, Pierce was the one that they actually went out of their way to go play a tough team. Then they went down there. That was when that was when I think we were listening to the high school scoreboard report coming back from Towns County, yeah. and you were like, man, this might be their year. We were Raven County believers for a I mean, moment. They, yeah, after they went that. down there and won. I mean, it's like, okay, maybe. Maybe they're real this year. And then the they had another cancellation, and they picked up Grovetown. And then once you get into that region, for them it was just it's so weak. It was compared weak. to what they need to be playing, you know. And and they weren't prepared for Thomasville, and Thomasville beat them by twenty five points. It wasn't very close. It, it was not pretty. The good the good news is Gunnar Stockton still is uh, a baller. Uh, yeah. Finished his career as the all time leading scorer, um, passer, rushing, passing yards combined, rushing and passing yards. Every basically high school football Georgia record came down. It, other than uh, the passing yardage the record Trevor Lawrence, overall. The Tra- Trevor Lawrence barely. By 250 yards. If they would have won, they, he probably would have He would have beat it this week. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was that was tough. And I'm not down on Raven County. Raven County's I'm definitely got, not down on Gunnar Stockton. No. they He's a great player. they got a great program. I'm about to start the campaign. For? For him to start. Oh, in Georgia, <laughs> not next year probably, but maybe two years from now. Yeah, he'll be a tough player in, in for the dogs. It's gonna uh, be a Vandergrift, Vandergrift v. Stockton. He's gonna get the job. Here we go again. You ready to have another quarterback conversation for three years? Well, uh, it's making me sick thinking about hey, it. Hey, it's better to have a two good two ones than, than not any good ones. Yeah. Um, moving on to some more dis- disappointments. Eight uh, A public are are. Uh, our bread and butter, Lincoln County, um, not great. 
So Circle, not great. Washington Wilkes, not great. Commerce, not great. Yeah, it was uh, none of us got past the second round. We talked about Lincoln and Washington Wilkes running into the buzz saws of Irwin and Brooks. Uh, on the on the vent, they always talk about Irwin County's got this thing where they talk about taking teams behind the woodshed, and I'm afraid that's what happened to Lincoln. Lincoln got up early and they just they they couldn't hold it. And social, you know, Rob Brown over there at Tron ran all over them that night. You know, he he I think he was the overall leading rusher in the state this year, uh, and social didn't have very much of an answer for him. He's a junior, right? Is he a junior? I wish you wouldn't have asked. I, I, I think he's know. a junior. Anyways, um, how about where do we want to go now? There's some different directions we can go. Where do we want to go? You want to talk about? Uh, we talked about Buford, didn't we? Yeah, and we can we can we can cover them a little later too. Um, Let's do, talk about our other schools right here. Okay, do you want we want to just start with Clark Central? Yeah. Okay. So Clark Central did have a pretty pretty solid year, and they won region, um, went to the playoffs, and made it to the Elite Eight before losing to a really good Calhoun team. Yeah, and Clark Central, I was at this game. I had uh, a really good time at this game. Calhoun brought the – they filled the entire stands from uh, probably a three-hour drive to Athens uh, last Friday night, and it was loud. Uh by the way, I know you like concession stand food. Mm. If you ever go to Clark Central, they have a phenomenal sausage dog, like big bratwurst. Really? It, it, it's good. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, Clark Central just, they, they had the ball down inside the five twice and couldn't get it in. Got a goal, Calhoun got two goal line stands. Then uh, Clark Central got down late in the game to the 21 had the ball in the 21 and couldn't get in. And Calhoun adds a late score to beat them 31-7 to in what was a closer-than-the-score-indicated game. Jackson County, the boys over there, uh, lost 41-14 to to Villarica in the first round. But they did make the playoffs, and I, I think it's a successful year. I don't know if it's, it's like – is he building something over there, or is it just like this is kind of what they are? The and like maybe like this is this is Jackson County being good. Or do you think there's a different level that they can get to? I think it's not going to get any easier. The the answer to that question lies in the, the kids walking up and down the halls. Does Jackson County have the athletes to make it to the next level? McWhorter's a good coach. Yeah. But he had the athletes down there. True. At Charlton. Uh, he may not have the guys in Jackson County. Who knows? There's more pouring in every day, it seems like. <laughs> so I know they got, they're going to have more to choose from. Um, also, just a side note, Villarica, I, I'm a fan of the two-word city names. Yeah. That one rolls off the tongue, too. That's Villarica. rich house is what it means in Spanish. Villarica. Uh-huh. Buena Vista. <laughs> I do like both. Chula Vista. Isn't there a Chula Chula Vista. Vista. I don't know what Chula means, do you? I don't know. There's more. Richmond Hill, <laughs> Sandy Springs. I like two words, city names. I like Franklin that. Springs. Yeah, shout out to Kyle Franks. I feel like it sounds better if it's two words. Yeah. We should still be Harmony Grove. Man, never should have changed. We should – I think there should be a uniform design. Man. A, a Harmony Grove design. That would be really cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. HG, baby. Um – 
Cedar Shoals, they lost to Marist in the first round, unsurprisingly, uh, 49-7. to They were 3-7 and on the year, but, uh, I mean, I guess somewhat of a positive season. We didn't think much of them going into it. The thing is, is they, they won the game they needed to win. They beat Madison County. And they got in there. Uh, Flowery Branch, 8-4. and four. They did have an upseed, uh, an upseed. An upset of two seed, Mays, 33-28 to in round number one, and then they lost to Perry in blowout fashion in round number two. Pretty standard year for Flowery Branch, I feel. Yeah, uh, Ben Hall's a good coach, and I, I don't know. We were talking about Hall County earlier before the show, and I, or maybe during the show, and I, I don't know. Yeah, before, yeah. I don't know how much higher they can take Flowery Branch. It's kind of like Jackson County. I don't I don't know what the ceiling is over there. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, I mean. There's so many schools. You're right next to Buford. You're right next to Cherokee Bluff. Which right, is on being the, right next to Buford is the biggest thing. And then you got if you're, Gainesville. If you're like any count, I mean, like you know. You're going to Buford. You're going to go to Buford. <laughs> if you can drive there, you're, you're going to go there. Right. Tough for the boys from the branch. The foul. Tough spot. Banks County. They lost to South Atlanta forty six to twelve in the first round. They go to two and eight. What about their season song? Let's pull up who did they beat Gilmer and they beat Lumpkin, right? Mm-hmm. Those are those are games. They competed I, though. I mean, first of all against Commerce, second of all against Elbert. Oh, that's right. I think they had a pretty good year. I think for Banks County they, they did well. That That may be the first time I've ever said anything not like condescending and like joking about Banks County. I'm dead serious. I think that's a that's a win for this. <laughs> now it sounds like I'm being mean. Two and eight, honestly, was pretty good. Yeah. Because I mean, the Commerce and the Elbert games were like close. dangerously close. They they were real. close. They could have been four and six. They could have, and then I forget. Let's see. And you fool around and be almost five hundred. You you are almost five hundred, and then you know they might play East Jackson a little earlier in the season. I yeah. still think that game's doable for them. Yeah. Uh, Franklin County's probably doable for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could have had a, they almost could have had a winning record. Let's see. Fan. That's wild, isn't it? I think we gave their over-under point five. We'll talk about over-unders yeah, like later. Yeah, once I look at the results, <laughs> they weren't in any other games than the Commerce and Elbert County game. They caught, but see, they played Franklin County early, didn't they? They didn't play Franklin. Okay. When did they play East Jackson? They played them right after they played us. Lost. Well, and it was kind of embarrassing because East Jackson shut them out twenty-eight to nothing. That's right. I remember that now. Uh, okay. Well, listen, I'm not going to clown them anymore. Let, let's just move along. Elbert County, they lost in the first round to Columbia, twenty-six to fourteen. They finished five and five. Are they going to climb a little bit? I think what I saw over at Elbert was they were more that night. They were more physical than Converse. Uh, I think they got him a pretty good coach. Yeah, no uh, doubt. No doubt. You know, they played Harrelson County really close. That's a good team. They played Lincoln. I mean, they played Washington Wilkes really close. Yeah, they played Lincoln close. That's two playoff teams. I mean, one and two. And, I mean, they beat Lincoln. They beat, yeah, 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 true. Yeah, they did. They beat, they beat Lincoln Commerce. by two scores. So, uh, I mean, I, I think they, I, you know. I don't think it's a bad program. If the, if the regions were staying the same, which I don't think they're going to, but if they were, they might would win that region next year. 
Because Ravens gonna be down. I think. Yeah, Ravens will be down. I don't know. How I don't know much. about like down and out, but they'll right. be. I think that they game won't will be, be the same team. Much closer. Yeah. Than it was this year for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's run through the last three here real quick. Um, then we'll take a a short break before we get back to our over unders, just so we don't run into any time constraints. Union County lost to Love It twenty eight to seven in round number one. They were three and seven, a little bit of a, a regression, I think, for Union. Yeah. Athens Academy, they squeaked by Mount Pisgah uh, in the first round, which is which was like a five and six team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got drummed by Elka, fifty six to seven in round number two. They finished eight and four. I gotta think that's a big disappointment for Athens Academy with the talent. Yeah, the talent, right? the facilities, I mean, the money, the coaching. I mean, they got a lot going for them over there right across the, the county line into Oconee County. I I don't know what happened. I didn't get to see them play this year, so uh, I can't yeah. speak to it. Me neither. I, I mean, I barely even watched any of their highlights. So um, the only game I saw any of their stuff was Prince. and It was a blowout, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean Prince just – Threw it I, I mean, it's just kind of weird that they went eight and four. But uh, on the other side, a team that's probably happy with seven and five mm-hmm. and had a pretty good year, Athens Christian. Uh, they upset St. Francis on the road in a shootout, and then they lost to Trinity Christian forty-eight to fourteen in round number two. Which I mean, Trinity Christian's blowing out everybody. Yeah. So like to put fourteen points, even they held. Them to, it's crazy to say, but like holding Trinity Christian under fifty, which I mean, they may have called off the dogs. But Trinity Christian's averaging over 50 points a game. So, I don't know. I mean, I think in, in the preview show, we even said Athens Christian was one of our dark horse. So, yeah. I, mean, I think we were pretty much on the nose there. On, I, on I think that's a successful season for – I've got their stats pulled up here. Scored 365 points this year. The, their kryptonite was their defense. They gave up uh, more points than they they scored at 368. Yeah. Uh, they only held one team to seven points – or less, and that was Loganville Christian. Everybody else scored at least three touchdowns against them. Uh, but the offense was there this year. You had Jonas Davis. You had Navy Curry. You had uh, uh, Bonner, my old coworker. His son played center, was a real road grader for him, made all region. I think that's a win for Athens Christian. That's a good season for Athens Christian. And Ricky Bustle's first season as head coach over there for him. I – I don't know, you know, Jonas is graduating. Uh, I I don't know what next year looks like for him, but it'll all be sh- shook up anyways. So they'll be playing different teams. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I guess we've already got into it a little bit. It probably depends on who you consider Northeast Georgia high school football, <laughs> but was it a down year for high school football in Northeast Georgia? I think you look at the results from last year. If you're comparing it to last year, it's a down year. If you're comparing it to an average year in Northeast Georgia football, I think it's a slightly down year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Because last year was an exceptional year across our area for, for high school football. Um, but Northeast Georgia traditionally hasn't been the strongest. It's always been a strong high school football region, but not top to bottom. Right. And we've seen a lot of programs take steps top to bottom. And I guess we're – I guess on this show, at least, we pretty much considered Northeast Georgia like Athens, Athens proper and up yep. into the mountains. Yep. Up 441. Yep. And east over to, to, Gainesville. to Hartwell, essentially. Yeah, to, from, to the line. Yep. From the South Carolina line back to Gainesville, 
Um, and I, up. Up to Union. Uh, over to Raven. Over to Raven. Down to El, down really all the way to Lincoln. I and, think and you, for us specifically. You throw them in there because they're in our region. Because of the region now. And then back up through green. <laughs> We're just, they're doing a little. Somebody, somebody draw this on the Google Maps and send it to us in a tweet. Well, somebody will do it. Athens probably so it's really Athens pro Athens is probably like actually pretty close to the center of, of a dot. If you were to put a dot on the center, it'd be Commerce, Georgia. It probably would be Commerce. It'd be Commerce, or it might be Homer. Yeah, be one of the two. Whatever we just whatever we just said, somebody needs to draw that and send it to us. On, <laughs> I mean, we it's both something will- like a. Because I, I, I don't know how far south we go. I mean, we we kind of stop at Green. Like uh, that Lincoln County, Green County, Gainesville, uh, straight up to Union. Because once you get once you get like once you get to the west of Gainesville and Union, it starts getting like Northwest Georgia right. territory, like Fannin. Right. That that's I feel that's like even though they're north central, central I feel like that's northwest. northwest. So then we go to Raven and then back all the way down to Lincoln. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. And. I think because that includes Athens in that. If you're not playing Lincoln, Washington, Wilkes, and Green, I think you probably you cut don't it off them. at Oconee and Oglethorpe. Right, and if you're not, I mean, and Elbert. Right, like because I mean that, that turns into East Georgia. I, I think many people in Augusta would say that that's like an Augusta area, yeah. East Georgia football. They would claim Lincoln for sure, a for sure. But we claim them now because they're in our region, right? For now, uh, speaking. We're both big <laughs> geography guys, so that's why we talked about that. <laughs> we got on a tangent. I love tangents. I do They're too. great. Um, so yeah, probably slightly down. Uh, overall, I think that's fair to say. Um, actually, we got we got some time. Let's go ahead and do over unders. Then we'll take a break. Yeah, and th- then we'll do we'll get into current stories. Okay, this was a fun little segment we did earlier in the season. It's fun to look back on. It is. Uh, you basically what we did is we took the thirty teams that we considered Northeast Georgia teams. Mm-hmm. And you came up with like you were Vegas. You said this team's going to win this many games. Mm-hmm. I set the over under totals. Uh, and then you allotted me the task. I was the book of picking. Or is the team going to go over this total or under this total? Yeah. And surprisingly enough, I picked. I picked correct fifty one point seven two percent of the time. Uh, and your lines were within point five wins. 13 out of 30 times, which is really close. Yeah. Um, I think if we widen that margin to one and a half, it would be over Almost, half. yeah, almost probably 20. Uh, there were some notable misses. There were some notable misses. Uh, Banks County, we undervalued. Uh, I mean, part, <laughs> part of that was a little bit of <laughs> bias. I probably would have. I would have put him at one point five if it wasn't a you know a little bit of a running joke. But yeah, <laughs> they actually won two wins as we discussed. Uh, East Jackson, this isn't a huge miss, but uh, they I felt like we needed to put that here because they had a better season than anticipated. We predicted two and a half, they got three. Mm-hmm. Franklin County, we were high on. Franklin County only won that three games. That was one of the bigger misses, yeah. Uh, they only won three. We we I took them over four and a half. Yeah. Um, Oh, I see what I did here. Pretty big miss. The the big misses, these are my big misses. This isn't the big miss of the the spread. I mean, that one was a big miss of the spread, too. Four and a half to three, that's a pretty big miss. I took East Jackson under two and a half, and I took Banks under .5. Uh, George Walton was a big miss, but there was, I feel like at the beginning of the season, we didn't know 
They what, like, lost their coach Wolf. and like lost half their team. They only had like teens number of players. So, um, the over the number was five and a half. And, they and I took two. the over. I mean, uh, Towns. That's a wash. Towns was a surprise. We we picked one and a half. I was way off on Towns. But the thing about Towns is we I don't think we considered how weak their schedule was. They got a lot of those wins against some pretty poor teams. Yeah, like we said, they'll go anywhere to get a win. Yeah, Bacon. Mm-hmm. Four wins for uh, the Indians from Towns. Good picks. These are things I'm proud of this year. Uh, I took the over seven and a half on Clark Central. Uh, they actually got eight in the regular season. Hart County uh, took the over five and a half. That was a low number by me. Yeah. Bad number. Well, you look at their schedule, they were in a tough region. Yeah. Um, they actually had eight wins in the regular season. Uh, Madison County, the two-and-a-half uh, pick. I took the over two-and-a-half. They actually got five. Go Red Raiders. Uh, over on North Oak County at five-and-a-half with actually seven wins. And Prince got nine wins, which was over the seven-and-a-half line. Yeah. Um not too bad. I mean, if so, fifty one point seven two percent depends on what kind of juice you were getting, but you pretty much broke even. Yeah, it depends on depending on the juice. Twenty dollars, uh, maybe. It depends on everything was minus one ten. Maybe made a little bit of money, but it was probably about even. But um, thirteen of thirty teams within point five wins. I'm proud of that. Yeah, I think I think we what we prove here statistically is we halfway know what we're talking about. Literally, almost <laughs> halfway. That's tough to do at the beginning of the season, too, especially in high school. It is. Um, so uh, let's go ahead. Let's take a break. That way we don't run into run into our time um, and record, you know, false record. We don't want to get any penalties. Mm. We want to get any penalties. False start. All right, let's, let's take a break. Okay, back to, first of all, I, I, before we get into this, uh, I forgot about the ad we had. Which actually just happened, correct? Isn't the ad we had on the previous show for an event that took place tonight? Yeah, yeah. Had, Tell us uh, about that. Song. Had the steak and steak dinner tonight over there at the Commerce Civic Center. Uh, this is an event, uh, a banquet that uh, was put on. Sounds for, fancy. It sounds a little too fast. Why well, I wasn't there <laughs> as I sit out here in my fuzzy socks and Crocs. It and was business casual. There, the the kids <laughs> the kids took it very. Seriously, and they did an incredible job. Um, you know, it, w- it was great to see that there are a lot of good young people coming up in Jackson County. I sat with a young lady. I Trey let me sit at his table with him. So I sat with... Uh, Shout out Trey. I sat with Val and Trey and Coach Lamb. And, nice. Uh, that's, the, that's the big, big dog I, It was the middle table, uh, right up front. And Whoa. then I sat with two or three... Uh, Kids that go to the club. Uh, one was the youth of the year, and her name was Caitlin, and she spoke, and she did an excellent job. Uh, wants to be an anesthesiologist, uh, so her. she did a good job. I actually won the silent auction. I got a little Star Wars gear. Uh, proud of that, but no, it's a good event. Glad to support the boys and girls club. Good to hear Coach Lamb talk. Uh, he spoke. His message was: be the best you can be. And he talked, it was really neat because he talked about the three, he gave three stories about three players that gave the best that they could give. And uh, one of them was uh, Rodney Bale, who played on the 81 state championship, who he said weighed 395 pounds. (laughs) 
he said that they were in a meeting. He was in a meeting, a physical meeting with uh, Coach Griffith, <laughs> or Dr. Griffith. And uh, Dr. Griffith looked at him and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass him. I'm going to clear him because I know he'll be better out there on the field with you than anywhere else. <laughs> and he talked about how Rodney Bell fit into the nose tackle role and really mm. was crucial for that team in the semifinals run in 81 in that semifinal game. Really might have won the game for him. Uh, it's great story time. I may I recorded it. We may get some audio in uh, sometime later, later on. Uh, it's a little hard to hear Coach Lamb. He kind of sounds like Coach O. He's got, he's got a pretty thick accent. He's getting older. Uh, and the audio was not great. But that's uh, just real real good commerce talk. Real good commerce. Offense. That's good stuff. Um, bleeding into – all right, I got two things I want to say that just popped into my head when you were talking about that. Um, man, I forget what one of them was. But one of them was uh, – just to talk about college football as a quick second, I was listening to a podcast with Andy Staples, the college football writer, and speaking of defensive tackles, mm. he was talking about he did a some type of study or report or something uh, like years ago, like early internet, maybe like barely even internet. Okay, so like he he wasn't sure if he could even like find it these days. I think he probably could somewhere, but he was trying to figure out why, like. I guess just trying to find some type of correlation with interior linemen and like where they come from. So he did like he did like hot spots, which were like the where you would think. Yeah. He was basically like upper Midwest, like yeah. So what he did was like NFL starters, uh-huh. and then like hot mapped them. Like okay, so it was like Hawaii, like Samoa and Samoans. Uh-huh. Then like a small pocket in Utah. Upper Midwest and then straight across the Southeast, and he's like, there was no real correlation except for when he did the U.S. obesity map oh, <laughs> on top oh of God. it, and he said it was exactly the same. <laughs> the like, so if you got if you want, you know, you need those interior linemen, you got to go there. You got to have the big boys. You got to have the big boys, which was funny because I think this all started with him talking about Lincoln Riley to. USC, it's like the, th- the USC is never going to sh- tr- trouble or never going to struggle with getting skill players. Right. The problem the is the line. <laughs> like, you can, where are you going to find them in California? They're just not there. Um, Why well, they don't look good on the beach? No, I mean they're you know there's there's too many uh, too many um, you know healthy kale and stuff. Out yeah. There. You got <laughs> to get down here and get the fried stuff. Um, the the second thing was. Um, you you mentioned I don't remember who you mentioned somebody about like a doctor or something in one of your stories. Uh, Joe Griffith. That's Doctor Griffith. That's what it reminded me of was Doctor Marshburn. Mm. I didn't realize that his brother is on the space station. Did you know this? Wait, what? Yeah, hundred percent. He, he's like on it now, like right now. As a as a Soviet, with that so does he have a <laughs> he hat does like Doctor Marshburn? They might be ops, dude. <laughs> they might be ops. I didn't think about that from that angle. But yeah, so Doctor Marshburn's brother is uh, yeah an astronaut. Went to Tech, and he's a, he's he's on the International Space Station as we speak. He's in space. Isn't that that wild? is that's really cool. And you know what I heard that on was one of the pre games. Shout out to Neil Hondo Williams. Was, was <laughs> apparently he graduated with them, with the with the Marshburns. And they went to some. It was a old school DeKalb County, like back okay. in the day, DeKalb yeah. County, where DeKalb County was like pretty much country yeah. back then. 
So they went to the high school with, with both of the Dr. Marshburns, and he was talking about how, you know, one of them's in space and one of them lives in commerce. That's hilarious. Anyways, that was a big diversion there. No, big diversion. but it was worthy, I feel. Yeah, people might get a kick out of that. Um, commerce's connection to space, besides this podcast. Um, Astronomical. Anyways, let's talk. Uh, so current playoff stories. I'll try to go through this quickly, um, just because I don't want to get caught up in a, in a word word mush here. Final four matchups. Let's start with seven A. We got Walton nine and three at Milton twelve and one. Milton is a six point home favorite. Um, two names to keep an eye on in this one: Sutton Smith from Walton. He's a commit to Memphis. And Jordan McDonald from Milton is committed to Central Florida. Both of those are running backs. Expect a lot of points and a close game. Also in 7A, we got Grayson on the road at Collins Hill. Grayson's 10-3. Collins Hill is 13-0. Collins Hill favored by 32 at home. Um, Anybody favored by that much over Grayson in a Final Four game is pretty crazy. Um, Grayson defeated Collins Hill twice last season, but they're having a bit of a rebuilding year for Grayson standards. They're playing better lately, though. Um, can they keep up with Sam Horn and Travis Hunter is going to be the question. Is Hunter back? He's back. He played at Lowndes last week. That, I didn't know that. That's why that score was so lopsided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good tweet I saw this week. Uh, we retweeted it. Walton, Milton, Grayson, and Collins Hill were likely quadruplets somewhere in North Metro Atlanta that, that raised hail <laughs> at one point in time. It sounded like four different kids' names. Also... I'm not sure which one's close. Probably Buford's probably still the closest to Commerce because they're playing at home. You know, if you're if you're from Commerce or the surrounding area and you're like, well, I mean, I ain't got nothing to do. Where should Let's I go? Let's go to a game. I that's would, the only game or, that's And the rich. bad thing is, like, the, those two games are close and they're going to be blowouts. Anyways, uh, in 6A, you got Decula at Hughes. Uh, Hughes is a 11-point favorite. The Panthers uh, defeated Northside Warner Robins last week in blowout fashion, and they're on the school's longest winning streak right now at 12 games. The Kula is in the Final Four for the third time in four years, which seems kind of crazy. That's surprising. It is It is a little surprising. The Kula um, has historically had some really good teams. Putting on for Region 8, by yeah. the way. Old um, Region 8. That's old school, too. Carrollton uh, and, and the other 6A game, Carrollton's 12-1. They're at Buford 12-1. Uh, the Wolves are a 22-point favorite. Carrollton is in the Final Four for the first time since 2013. Their quarterback, MJ Morris, is kind of the leader of that team. He's committed to NC State. Uh, Buford shut out number two, Lee County, last week, 27 to nothing. That's who many people thought were probably going to be their best competition. Mm-hmm. That's their fifth shutout of the season, and Buford is in the Final Four for the 19th time in the last 22 years. Wild. Uh, that shutout over Lee County really is impressive. Yeah, I think Buford's going to walk to the to another title, and, and then they're going to win another one in 7 that's what That's what I was thinking. They'll have one one in every single classification. I mean, at that point, you have to you have to say that they are the greatest program of all time. They, I mean, they are right now. That's for sure. Definitely in the last twenty years. Um, in five A, moving down, Warner Robins is on the road at Creekside. Uh, Warner Robins is twelve and one. Creekside is eleven and two. Uh, the the defending five A champs is Warner Robins, the Demons. There are seven point favorites on the road at Creekside, looking to pick up the win as underdogs and advance to the state championship for the first time since winning, uh, which was back in 2013. This one's going to be a close one, I think. Um, 
as I mentioned, Warner Robins favored by seven, but it is on the road. Did Creekside have an upset early this season? I want to say so. they went down to South Georgia and beat somebody. I'll check in on that. Check it out. Quick. On the other side of five A, Blessed Trinity nine and four, Calhoun eleven and two. This is going to be a good game. Um, obviously, from the same region, and they've already played each other, so they're very familiar. The Jackets from Calhoun are favored by ten in this rematch. Uh, Cole Spear was the region seven five A player of the year for Calhoun, and will play pretty much as big of a factor as Justice Haynes, who's Blessed Trinity's running back, who we've covered on this show throughout the season. Each program has won three state titles in the last 10 years, and Calhoun narrowly escaped the first time, 32-27. to 27. Will this time be different? I saw Cole Spear live and up close in person last week. Uh, first drive, fifth play of the game, he takes a pitch out to the Calhoun bench side, takes it 50-something yards for a touchdown. He, he laterally covered probably 20 yards. It felt like in an instant. Mm-hmm. And Clark Central's got some speed. Yeah, and they always do. He was gone, and he also made a really great athletic catch uh, down as Calhoun was driving. He he's a game changer, uh, just like like you said, uh, just like Justice Haynes. Yeah, I would be if I could pick one game in the state to go to. Yeah, it would probably be that game. Well, you'd have to get there about two hours early because I yeah. think it's going to be packed. Um, Justice Haynes had about two hundred and fifty yards last time rushing against Calhoun, so. I don't know. We'll see. Um, that should be a good one. Down to 4A, Cedartown is 11-1, and and they're on the road at Carver-Columbus, who is 12-1. Cedartown's a two-point favorite. Uh, C.J. Washington, that's Cedartown's running back. He's committed to Georgia. He ran for 204 yards and accounted for four touchdowns last week to help send the Bulldogs of Cedartown to the Final Four for the first time since 2001. Carver-Columbus had a strong stretch in the mid-2000s, but this is their first trip this deep in the playoffs since that mid-2000s run. Should be a good one in Columbus. You know that C.J. Washington going to UGA, that's a good UGA connection, but there's another one here. Uh, this is a game between the Fighting Chubbs and the Fighting Crowells. Mm, good Crow. point. Good Crow point. Man, this is, a, this is Chubb v. Crowell. <laughs> They, you know they got to be talking. Maybe. I doubt it. I doubt. Do you Chubb. think they ever uh, met? I don't think so. On like a recruiting they, trip they for Chubb like or very something. Very different people. But maybe I don't know. Um, anyway, that one should be very different. That one should be a good game. On the other side of four A, of course, is one of the local teams, North Oconee. They're ten and three on the road at Benedictine. Uh, Benedictine's favored by seventeen, but North Oconee has faced some tough odds to get here already. Rematch them early in the season. Uh, that North Oconee lost pretty handedly, and neither, but neither team has lost a game since then. Mm-hmm. Um, Benedictine certainly has more top talent, but North Oconee seems to have that kind of, I don't know, uh, team of destiny vibe, for lack of a better word. Um, you think Oconee, North Oconee can squeak by us off? I do. Whoa. I like North Oconee. Um, Whoa. If you go, I went back and listened to our early season show to do the uh, over-under Mm-hmm. Early this week, yeah, we picked them to go to the Elite Eight preseason, and yep. I looked at their record last year, and I saw that they were in almost every game. And you look at the losses this year: they lose to seven to Oconee in a season opener, lose to Cambridge by two points in the third game, then they get blown out by Benedictine. But since then, they only allowed, in what must have been a fluke, twenty points to Chestatee, 
was the only game through the rest of the regular season where they allowed more than seven points. Uh, they score over 28 in four out of those last six games. Really, in the playoffs, the only game that's been close was last week with Bainbridge, which Bainbridge was a top-10 team. Yeah. And they were down there. So right. I really feel like North Oconee is stout and they're legit, and they have a shot. I like them. I like them to cover for sure. Win? Outright? I mean, why not? Outright. This is, Uncle this Sol, is you the heard last it here first. week. Heard it here first. Um, moving down to 3A, Appling County is 12-1. and one. They're on the road at Cedar Grove. This is a pick em. Uh The Pirates of Appling County, which I feel like that's an unfortunate name. Um, I don't think – I think they're landlocked. <laughs> they uh, are. Appling County, I mean, should they not be like the Butters or something? <laughs> <laughs> the little apple butter. The apple or appling know. orchards. The, yeah, the orchards maybe. Uh, they're um, right on the Lapaha River, aren't they? They're right maybe. there on a big river. Did some pirates go down that river? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> maybe they came all the way inland. I'm looking it up. I know they're in the Breakfast Belt down there next they to Bacon are. County, um, Coffee and Coffee County. The only loss came to uh, Pierce County on their schedule, and obviously Pierce County is still in it. We'll talk about them in a second. They had to beat a great Thompson team to get here. They're looking for their first state title uh, appearance in school history, and they date back all the way to the 50s. They have a great defense. Um, Cedar Grove has been tough, a tough team to play in the last five years, really. They've had a huge rise. Uh, they've won three state titles and have talent all over the field. Um, running back Rashad DeBunyan rushed for 265 yards and three scores last week. He is heading to Arkansas. Plus, they have some big boys on the defensive line. They got Carlton Madden, who plays the edge, kind of outside linebacker role. Then they got Kristen um, Miller. Madden is a Georgia commit, and Miller is sort of still between the dogs, Ohio State, and Bama. Miller's actually could be the next, like, big defensive tackle that Georgia gets, uh, maybe, hopefully, if Georgia gets. I think the crystal ball is kind of leaning towards Georgia right now on 24-7. So, but anyways, he's like a 6'4", 6'5", like 290 kid right now. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to be 330 probably when he's playing for Georgia. At least. Or 320. Um, so, if if and when he plays for Georgia, he can still go to Bama or Ohio State. But yeah. I think most folks think he's going to Athens. And then another dog, another future dog on the defense for Cedar Grove is uh, Kayan Lee. He plays DB. Think all those guys are four and five star guys. So wow. that's like three top one hundred players basically on the same defense for Cedar Grove. Cleaning up some information here, uh, Appling County. That's Baxley. That's down there in Blueberry Land, um, Altamaha River. Not the oh Altamaha well, Altamaha. River. They might have. That's a pretty wide river. Uh, and Cedar Grove, if you recall earlier in the season, Cedar Grove was the team that played up so much. They played oh, yeah. Colquitt and Bar- they lost by nine points to Cockwood. They lost to Lowndes by score. Um, they played a real rough non-region schedule. <laughs> I did not know this. They beat White County in the first round of the playoffs 79 to nothing. Oh, You want to know something about the Altamaha? Yeah, I like the Altamaha. Sturgeon. Really? Sturgeon in the Altamaha. I didn't know that. There's some freak fish in the Altamaha River. If you go to the Georgia State records for fish, is that and the like biggest just, one? Just stroll through the records. Almost all of them are in the Altamaha. 
Like they're like the catfish that they catch down there are crazy big. Yeah, check that out. We're getting some Google. I mean, we are off topic here, but hey, that's okay. That's all right. Um. Anyways, this being a pick'em seems kind of crazy. I think Cedar Grove is probably going to win. A clear favorite. I mean, I don't know why that's a pick'em. Um, don't think there's going to be many points scored. Both defenses are pretty good. On the other side of three A, Carver Atlanta is ten and two, and they're at Pierce County, eleven and two. Pierce is a seven point favorite. Um, they won this matchup last year in the Elite Eight, fifty one to eighteen. But Carver uh, was playing without two of their star running backs from this season. Shout out to Stetson Bennett, Pierce County. Uncle Song, you think that you think the boy, you think Pierce is gonna win it for Stetson, and is Stetson gonna win it for the dogs? Oh, slash those Pierce are County. two heavy questions. <laughs> I went. I tell in you, honor of your boy, is Stetson your boy, the mailman? I mean, I feel like he has to be, right? I have the same hat that he used to wear. I have it's a city carrier hat. Man, who was first? Uh, me. Oh, uh, maybe not though. I got that he hat used to in twenty sixteen. He used to wear that thing. I said when he was like sixteen, and he's been at UGA for seven at least years. seven years. <laughs> At least a hundred years. I I don't know. I I think Pierce wins. Mm-hmm. I fun little story about Pierce. I played in a uh, when we were in high school. Played in a woodbat tournament down there at Pierce County, mm. and that was a really I bet fun. It was hot. Woodbat. It was hot. It was flat. A lot of pines. Yeah. A lot of gnats. There's nowhere to escape down there. Ton of sand. Yeah. Uh, but it was a it was a aesthetically pretty county. Uh, yeah. And I think I think that's enough for the Bears to win. I like Pierce. Down to two A, uh, Fitzgerald and Swainsboro. Both teams are eleven and two. Fitzgerald will travel to Swainsboro. Fitzgerald is only a five point favorite. I feel like that's kind of low, but then again, Fitzgerald just plays the heck out of defense and doesn't really do much else. They kind of keep it on the ground and just beat you, just yeah, grind you into a pole. Physical. Um, Swains reaching the final four for the first time since two thousand after a thrilling double overtime win against Northeast last week. The Purple Hurricanes of Fitzgerald have certainly been in this spot often, uh, six of the last eight seasons, matter of fact. And they just knocked off the undefeated War Eagles of Putnam mm, County. Condolences to condolences to Seals. Who you like in this one, Song? Uh, I am looking up Swainsboro right now. But I, I They've like, had a good year, I mean, especially for their kind of typical they've been. They they were down last year. I remember early season somebody like Matter Matter typically Swains. does beat them. Burrow. Uh, That's yeah. probably a rivalry too. They're really close. The only losses Tom Fitzgerald has uh, go back to late September. They lost to Pierce County at in Blackshear seventeen mm-hmm. to nothing. They lost at home to Thomasville. Impressive uh, wins over Irwin and Turner and Cairo. Uh, beat only beat Fannin by fourteen, which is a little surprising. Uh, Swainsboro, let's see. The old computer can fire up here for me. Uh, what? There's the Tigers. I like that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. They they've got they've been playing some darn good ball. Beat Jeff Davis. That was a cl- the only close game they've had in a while since the playoffs. Uh, they beat them back fifteen to fourteen. Around Halloween, uh, they beat Northwest last week, twelve to nine. I'm still going Fitzgerald. I like Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald's a physical program. I like Fitzgerald to cover. Uh, I think they're going to win by two touchdowns. Yeah. Down to the other side of the two A bracket, you got Callaway on the road at Thomasville. Thomasville, as we talked about before, just knocked off Raven County. 
They're favored by 19 over over Callaway. And uh, Raven County found out how hard it was to go down there and win. <laughs> so uh, we'll see if the Cavaliers face a similar fate. In single-A public, you got Wilcox County on the road at Irwin County. So Irwin's a 23-point favorite. We saw this exact same game last year, and it was really tight. But Wilcox County did lose, I believe, one of their – I can't remember his name. One of their best players, I think he went to Kentucky. Linebacker, running back. I don't think he saw the field much this year at Kentucky, but um, they barely won that game, fourteen to nothing. I say barely fourteen to nothing, but it was like seven to nothing almost the whole game. I had a buddy that was there, almost texted me updates. Mm. Um, then Irwin scored late and made it look a little bit worse than it was. I actually, I picked him. I picked Irwin to lose that game last. I thought I thought Wilcox was going to beat him. Mm. Anyways, Irwin has won eight straight in the series of these two schools. It's only about thirty miles apart down there in South Georgia on uh, one twenty nine. Uh, not not the one twenty nine you're thinking of Georgia one twenty nine right. Demarcus Lundy has come on strong for Irwin in the playoffs uh, at running back. And do we have a prediction song? I think Irwin marches personally. Yeah, I agree. Irwin has been a force for almost a decade now in single. They're it. They're I don't it. Think you're beating them this year in single. I saw her if they win this year, it'll be three in a row and. First team to do that since? I know this. It's late 90s. Mm-mm. Late 80s. Oh, 85 to 87, Lincoln County. Yep. First public school, single-A public school to do that since Lincoln County. Thanks for the help. Other side of public, you got Brooks County and Metter. Uh, Brooks is on the road at Metter, and this is, uh, of course, Metter is where it's always better, and they're a seven-point favorite. Uh, this is the second straight season where they're thirteen and zero and in the final four. At home, last season, they met their demise to Irwin County, and it wasn't even close no. from what I remember because we were we were watching Irwin County close because they had just beaten us. Correct. And then they went down. There. I got it right here. They beat Metter forty four to ten down there. I think Brooks could do the same thing. Maybe so. I think they probably will. They'll definitely cover. Give me Brooks plus seven all day. Yeah. Uh, in private, you got Trinity Christian at Elka. Uh, Trinity is a 20-point favorite. It's a rematch. Trinity won the first one by 31. As I mentioned earlier, Trinity Christian, highest, scores, highest scoring team in the state. They average 53 points a game. Elka has averaged 43 in their last five, so they may break the scoreboard. <laughs> Prince Avenue's on the other side against Fellowship Christian. Fellowship Christian's favored by two, actually. And uh, both teams like to throw it around the yard in that one too. Um, those are thoughts all, on those two. Those are all four really good teams in private. Um, Six hundred and thirty-nine points scored this year by Trinity Christian. Yeah, they like uh, up. They haven't. You were talking about fifty-point games. They've only had three games out of twelve that they've scored less than fifty points. Only allowed over fourteen points once to Fellowship. Uh, I think they're the favorites to win state easily. I don't think Elka. I don't think Elka covers. Prince, I think they win and they they cover. So this might they might this might be our last show. Is this our last show? Yeah, season? I think so. Okay, so we might need to go ahead and make some predictions here for state. Okay, across the board, I'll do it. You want to start seven and go down mm-hmm. or private and go up? Let's start where we're at. Private and go up. All right. I think Trinity Christian is going to beat Prince Avenue. Agreed. In the state championship. Public. Oh, man. 
It's going to be Irwin and Brooks. It will. I think Irwin's going to beat Brooks again. I, I think you're right. I like Fitzgerald and Thomasville. I, I do like that game. I like Thomasville. Thomasville, this is one thing I, I was breathing in to say um, when you were doing the recap uh, or the preview. Thomasville has a linebacker, number 42. I don't know if anybody got to watch the Raven-Thomasville game, but I saw him when they were at Oconee County. That man, he gets all over the field. They also have a really good secondary. Their defense is good. They're a little small up front. That's the weakness for Thomasville, but I think they make up for it. struggle against – that's not a good fit for Fitzgerald. It's not. That's going to be a tight game. It's going to be, be a, a grind, great game. too. It'll be a grind. If you like those, like, just defense, like, just take care of the beat ball. Beat the crap Like, out of just each other grind games. it out. That's going to be a good one. If, can, if they play, I mean, obviously this could not – might not happen, but I think it'll be Fitzgerald. Just time. imagine the smells, too. <laughs> Well, it, dang it! It's gonna be at Turner Field. It'll be at yeah. Jordan, that's yeah. They're all at, they're all at uh, Old Turner Field. Um, in three A, I like Cedar Grove to play Pierce. I agree. I think Cedar, Cedar Grove wins, wins state in three A. In four A, I like ooh four A's tough man. Four A's, there's some all intrigue. Right. In four A, I like Cedar Town and Benedictine. Unfortunately. And I like Benedictine to win for it. I'll go Carver Columbus and North Oconee. Oh, um, there we go. Got some difference going on. There. I think the road ends for the Titans, though. Uh, they are runner ups to mm. Carver Columbus. That'd be a tough one. 5A, I think Warner Robins will play Calhoun. Agreed. I think Warner Robins will win again in 5A. What you got? You, you, you pick Calhoun. I think you should. All right. I may change my mind on that one, too. <laughs> I like Calhoun. Man. I, liked, I liked what I saw. Oh, God, Blessed Trinity might beat him. It's going to be tough. That, 5A is tough, too. I mean, I think honestly, the Warner Robins like, game is clear. I don't know how good Warner Robins – I mean, obviously they're very, very good. But, like, I don't know if they're as good as they were last year. I mean, everybody was saying – everybody that I've talked to that is in that middle Georgia area said they're better. Like, their defense is way better, and the offense is just as good. But the winner of that Blessed Trinity-Calhoun game, God, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. The thing I like so much about Calhoun, and I, I can't get over it, it made a huge impression on me, was their fan base. I mean, you don't think about it, but in a, in a whole – on an away game, when your fans are that loud, it's demoralizing to the other team. Mm-hmm. It won't have as much of an impact in the state title game because of the venue. But to see another town invade your town, it's almost like an omen. In 6A, I like – who cares who they're playing? Buford, <laughs> I think Buford's going to win state. It's Go going to be against Hughes probably, but I think, I think Buford wins another one. And then in 7A, I like Milton against Collins Hill, and I like Collins Hill to win. Yeah, I think we're of the same mind mostly there. Pretty much, except for 4A. Yeah. 5A, maybe a little different. So that was our current events slash state title. Of course, we'll, we'll be keeping you up on, on, on Twitter, of course, at Potluck Football. Follow us, and uh, I'm sure we'll, have, we'll, be having, we'll be watching along. And That's such a fun time. It's great to watch it on TV. It is. It's the best. Uh. Do we need to take a break before we get into reclassification and commerce? Yeah. Let's do it. 
Okay. To close out our current events, and I don't think we can, we don't need to go on this too long because nothing's final. It seems like it's probably a little bit final. They voted to approve it. They approved it, but you can still get appeals. Like there'll I, be some. There's going to be so many appeals. Yeah. And 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 if you're not really like tuned into what's going on, this was like a huge, huge change. Dropped yesterday. That dropped yesterday from the GHSA. And it's the reclassification. What do we want to talk about first? Just an overarching deal, like what happened? I think we could, yeah, start with this is what happened. So if you're a fan of 4 to 7A, nothing changed. No. They're still Jefferson's good still with going that. To 5A. Everything's done. That's done. Single A to 3A completely is flipped now. Um, where do we want to start with this? I think we need to explain. First of all, let's start about here. The vote was fifteen to one, and the one that said no was Donnie Drew. Shout out to Our Donnie champion. Drew. Shout out to Donnie Maldon, Drew. Morning, morning, morning. The goat riding his bike. I would have. I would have also voted no to this because it's stupid. I think it's important to to talk about the issue first. So for years, going back a decade, uh, almost maybe a decade now, this season. Georgia high school football in Class A has been split for the playoffs in public and private because there was a perceived and actual well, inequity. Yeah. It started as just a split in play in playoffs. Now it's split. Period. Yes, all regions, region included. and playoffs. They are completely separate. Which right. I like how it is now. Right. Uh, but what the conflict way. was was there were other private schools in higher classifications, two and three A especially, and in those classifications they would win a significant portion of the state titles. So a lot of your traditional public school powers in those classifications were upset. So people from those schools that were represented in the GHSA pushed for an increase in the multiplier on out of district students. So that was approved. It jumped to three. We talked about that in the last episode. Uh, it jumped from what it was prior, I think it was one and a half or two, up to three times for out-of-district students. That, incl- or that factors into your FTE each year, which is the number of students that is counted to figure out which division you fall in, which uh, class. Um, so that's where we were last time, was they had done that for 2A, to 7A, and it has shifted a bunch of uh, private schools into higher classifications. And the private schools were upset about this. So you had private schools leaving the GHSA. At last count, it was 10 or 11. Uh, you, only, you only had like 25 football playing schools left in Class A private. So the GHSA comes in, and they're like, oh, man, we're losing these, these private schools. What do we do to stop them from leaving? So this is the solution that the GHSA came up with. They decided to do away with what we had, with Class A public and Class A private, combine Class A again, multiply all the schools in Class A by the three times multiplier, uh, and then create two new classes that will be called Class A Division One and Class A Division Two, um, 
So that's where we stand now. And it has shifted a lot of teams around, Commerce included. Um, where do you want to begin with your grievances, Mr. Dean? I mean, it's it's crazy that, like, it's – I mean, there's been a problem with private schools for a long time. And it's crazy that the solution – out of these most recent meetings, is to like essentially go back to how it was when everyone hated it, right? And I don't understand how they voted fifteen to one on this. It makes no sense. Like you're going, you're going back to how it was basically in the mid two thousands when this started being a huge problem because public schools, one, don't have the resources. Two, unless you're, I mean, some city schools are getting completely. Just completely exactly. screwed, including uh, and, and, and very much so. Commerce is getting the job, yeah. And this and this new deal, which I know that I'm sure that's why Donnie Drew was like the city. I mean, not just commerce though. There's a bunch of city schools on here that are getting screwed. Yeah, and uh, we were involved because out of district is so easy for city schools because not every like I mean if if you say you're commerce, I mean you could live in I I live in Madison County, but this closest high school to me is still commerce. And you can freely go to Commerce. Yes, that's the thing. Like when we grew up, you could freely go to Commerce. We, that's we were, the difference in them and like a city school and a private school, right? And private schools have so many out of districts that they thought that like, well, if we just count those kids more, mm-hmm. but then now if you're a city school, you're also you're getting basically lumped into being a private school, and we don't have those same resources and abilities that private school have. I like what you were saying about the three x multiplier, basically nullifying. The fact that there would be even a, a multiplier at all. Because, yeah. like, if you're going to do that, just don't have a multiplier. And correct. Because that's basically where you're at. If you're multiplying everybody, it, 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 just take it to mathematics. You know, if you're multiplying it uh, everything by one or everything by two, you're just going to have double for everything. And, you know, you. What's the point? What is the point? Um, so, and I also like what you're saying. <laughs> the multipliers don't fix anything. It's so dumb. No. Like, they keep going up and up and up. It's like, that's not changing anything. No, you're just creating more classifications. It's really all you're doing. There's, I mean, it, it is so dumb that they don't want to just say, double. we have eight classes. Yeah. They want to say class A, division one, class A, division two. Right. This is, this is, this is, this is 2A, what commerce would be in under this new system. Right. And we're in double A now. And what uh, it's similar to week zero when we start playing games in the beginning of the season. Instead of calling it week one, they call it week zero. Right. For some reason, um, I we were on a big long discussion message thread with last some other guys year. from Georgia. Some they folks, cover high school sports too. In Northwest Georgia, Metro Atlanta area, West Georgia mostly, and us. The biggest qualm, yeah, we're the only representative from eastern area, side of east the state. Yeah. But uh, we were on there last night, and the biggest qualms with this come from Commerce, come from Gordon Lee, Tron, Tron. Bremen. And it is, it's, it's city schools that don't have the advantages of city schools or county schools like Jefferson or Buford or Calhoun or Oconee, who can, like, there's two types of city schools. There's a city city school like that that has the resources and the name and the brand because they're a top 10 academic school in the state to recruit. You have kids that are coming from 
Gainesville and Athens that live in those Clark and Hall counties that drive to Jefferson every day. Uh, it's the same with Buford. All over Gwinnett County, people come to Buford and Hall County. Um, but for places like Commerce that are a little further out or Gordon Lee or Tron, you're not getting, you're out of county, you're out of district students are not coming from another county because of, like, it's not a recruiting thing. You're not just letting the best students in. It's because it's just geography. Right. Like, I, I think Bremen sits in two different counties. Right. Just like Connors is right on the cusp of four. Yeah. I mean, originally, I don't know why the GHSA is so scared of private schools. Oh, either. I mean, ju- if they get... I mean, if they don't – I don't know why they didn't just let them leave. I don't either. Just let them leave. Who cares? And the whole theme of the discussion was like last night was why did we bow to the private school? Why are we – That's what everyone's question was. It's like why is everything centered around them and not like every other school? Private schools. (laughs) That's basically – We made this huge reclassification to accommodate 25 single A – private school. That's exactly what happened. I, I don't, I don't get, get it. it. I don't get it either. It makes no sense. I mean, and Why honestly, would the GHSA do that? Honestly, it'd be fine if the GIS or if the private schools have the GISA and it's a private league. Or if the GHSA just says, all right, hence, gonna henceforth, have... we're going to do private, single A, double A, triple A, right. done. That's right. it. All right, if you're a private school, you're going to play in, in one of these schools, in the private school sector. If you're public, you're going to be in this one. And what would also make sense is for non-region, if you want to schedule a private school, you can do it. But For sure. You're not in the same region. It's basically like it was in single A this year. We had Athens Academy nothing on the schedule, with that. and nothing was wrong with that. We wanted you the game. You can still play all the private schools. That's right. fine. If you and want it to. counts in the GHSA. Uh, I mean, it's probably a good thing for you because you're going to play good competition. Right. But I, I don't know, man. It it really doesn't make any sense. And it feels like it was a move that was really rushed and pushed through and maybe something going on under the table. I mean, it, it's, it's so – I feel like the GHSA is so scared to acknowledge that, like, private schools are just shady, man. Yeah. Like, they're just they, – they don't play by the same rules as public schools. I mean, it just – they don't. I mean, we if you've lived in commerce long enough, you've experienced it on yeah. more, way more. And not, I'm not, I and mean, I, I really want to clear the the ways for like, I feel like Academy is one of the, there, there's some schools that don't, I feel like don't do that as much. Like Academy, I feel like doesn't do it as much as some others. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But coming up, I mean, if you've been in commerce, you know, 20, 30 years, I mean, you've seen some schools like, where there's, they've had like kids like, uh, huh? Where do they come from? <laughs> it's like, how are they all on the same team? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's just stuff like that. And, I mean, for instance, so some of the some of the crazy changes that this is going to have on, the, like, the immediate area, with with the new, like, uh, divisor or, or whatever it's called. Multiplier. Multiplier. Bremen would be, speaking of city schools, Bremen would be in 3A um, with with just over 700 kids. And and also in three A is like I don't know Oconee County with almost thirteen hundred kids. Right. 
So like that right there, you can see a county school having thirteen hundred, and it's because of the the you know the the multiplier. Well, and then um, speaking a little closer to home in in class A division A with commerce in the same region is Elbert County with eight hundred and eighteen yeah, students. Mean, if this holds, I mean, in, in commerce, I, commerce is in a spot where they can't really appeal. No, I mean they're stuck in in this class A division one, which is essentially double A. Mm-hmm. Um, Commerce has got four hundred eighty nine students, and the and the biggest school in Class A Division Two was what they're calling it has four forty. Right. So if they appeal down, they would be the largest school in that division. Right. And I don't think I don't think I don't do think that. they let them do it. And we have one hundred thirty nine out of district students, and that puts us at seven sixty seven. And by the way, the in I think every school that's in our current region. Would be in Class A Division they Two. They are, um, and yeah, every yes, every single every single school that we play right now in our region would be in Class A Division Two. So except for Social Circle, but Social Circle is about to go to Double A anyway. If right. it stood as as it stood two weeks ago, but now, if you rechalk our region, Commerce's region is going to be Elbert, Social, Raven, Commerce. Prince. Prince Avenue's back. Uh, Riverside, Light. if they choose to come back. Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe Long and Athens Christian. Yeah. And that's a big region. Uh, you're looking at one, uh, two, I mean, three, four, five, six region games. You got four non region games, maybe seven region games. That's going to hurt Gates. I mean, in this new. and. In this, just a couple other teams that probably should mention. Athens Academy would move up to double A mm-hmm. in this. I, I'm just looking through all these schools. And another school is getting absolutely hosed is Pelham. Dude. Where are they at? They they have 432 kids, but two, 250 are out of, out of oh, district. Oh, man. So they're in double A with 432 kids at public school. Well, so is Gordon Lee. Gordon Lee's at 40. Gordon Lee's getting hosed. 428. They have 272. And what it really Every boils down to is it Pelham, Gordon Lee, uh, Social Circle, so, all these schools trash, are man. either in one county and another, or they sit right on the line like Commerce where there's a, a host of other counties right around. Yeah. And it's just geography screwing schools. So, and it's, yeah. I mean, to try to clean up private schools and, like, save them from leaving, they basically just – Absolutely, Dump just on. dumped all over small Single city lady. schools. Yeah, that's what happened, <laughs> which is wild. You but. sacrifice probably. <laughs> there's probably seven or eight schools like Commerce. You sacrifice them to keep twenty five private, private schools, schools that are new, mostly within the last what ten years. They have no history really, and but. and really a lot of your single A or small. City schools are schools that have been around for forever. You know, you oh, look yeah. at like Gordon Lee or uh, Bremen. Commerce, I mean. I mean, these the schools were city schools originally, like before county schools ever existed. And they've just been so much, like Commerce or Jefferson, there's so much pride in these school systems that they won't consolidate with the county. And it's really screwing the, the school districts in athletics, but. I mean, at this point, I don't think there's much that you can do. Commerce might appeal. Um, I think they probably should. Just to, I mean, 
to express I mean just to express that they're not happy with it yeah um I think that that falls on uh Mr. Smith I mean he's AD I mean they uh, they should definitely appeal I would Without I mean a doubt. surely I would think they would cuz I mean if they can somehow win that and stay in I it well, you know what it comes down to is if all the city, the small city schools can get together yeah, and have a, and have a similar together. plan and be like, look, here's here's our plan. <laughs> but, you got, but you're talking about, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I know doubt that's going to happen. I know but if they if that could happen, I mean, you're talking about a lot of schools that, like you say, carry, a lot, carry a lot of weight. I mean, you know, they they got history. Yeah, it's just. Can you it, it really together? was kind of shocking to to see all this unfold so quickly. And you think talking about this, you got your region with Elbert, Social, Prince, Raven, Riverside, and Oglethorpe and ACS. If Riverside comes back, if Riverside, I don't know why they would. I mean, yeah. does that really help them that much? Uh, but maybe they like it better. I don't know. So you got those games for your. You're looking at the next because we got a new schedule next year. It's going to be our schedule for two seasons. Well, no that. Basically, that's you can throw you can throw schedules out the window with this, because you're gonna have to play region games. No, that's what I'm saying. Those are the region games that you know. Uh, right. Yeah. So like anyone you scheduled non-region, we just we forget about it. We didn't have any games yet that I know of. I thought we had we had the Elbert right. We were gonna play the same teams again, right? Mm-mm. So we played that schedule in night in twenty and then in twenty one. Because that was this another was thing that Tron and Gordon Lee guys were talking about last night. We're like, we had to throw away our schedules for the next two years. Because they've already started. Well, I mean, I'm sure we have, too. Probably. I mean, I'm sure our schedule is probably close to done. Maybe. I hadn't seen anything released. Well, no, they're not going to release it. But I, I'm sure that there's already been deals Talks, in the works. Maybe. Because, I mean, why would, they, why would Commerce be that far behind other schools? I mean, those were people from... They, they, are, they were definitely in the know, to say yeah. the least, at those schools. I, so you're looking at getting three or four non-region games. Who do you get, you reckon? Banks is probably one of them. Are you looking at Banks, East Jackson, and Franklin? I mean, the when I start thinking I guess, about next I mean, year's schedule, like when, when tw- 2020. You almost, ha- you almost and, and they, and didn't they, they mention that it may be like a, a power ratings again. I think I saw the word power ratings because I remember it sticking out like, are they? Re- this is real. They're going basically what they did was like, okay, let's go back to let's take this everything and the really bad thing that we had. Let's let's bring that back too, oh, because like you're gonna have to go get wins because like especially if I mean we're football centric, so you're thinking about football, like you got to get wins. Yeah, because who are you gonna beat in the region for sure? You beat Oglethorpe, maybe Oglethorpe's better than they used to be in. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about commerce trajectory in a minute, but uh, I don't think any wins on and Tallulah Falls gonna, too. Tallulah, if it, they're Tallulah not filling the team, well, not football. I'm just talking about in region. They would be in region in other sports too. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't think we're guaranteed a win at all next year. Uh, and that was one thing when twenty 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 one the schedule came out for these past two seasons. I was excited because I thought that it was a good schedule for commerce. I don't really get crazy excited. Hey, at least we'll get this. to see Aaron Follow play. Yeah. <laughs> we won't have to go out of our way. <laughs> that um, should be fun. Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like we may, maybe we just like just basically talked for 20 minutes about 
Uh, maybe no one even knows knows what we're talking about at this point. But it blew up last night. I mean, yesterday. Essentially, it breaks down to commerce. If you're just saying what would happen if everything stands, they split Class A into Division One, which is like the bigger schools, and Division Two, which is the smaller schools. So essentially, commerce would be in Double A, right? Because they're in Division One, and they would be with Elbert Social, right? If you're if you're doing all sports, Elbert Social Commerce Tallulah Falls. Prince, Rabin, uh, Oglethorpe, ACS, and Athens Christian. That would be your eight right there for Region 8. For Region 8, Class A, Division 1. <laughs> How many words can we get into this, this title here? Yeah. But that that's what we're looking at uh, for 2020, or 2022 to 2023, uh, like I said, I don't. I don't think that's changing. There may be there'll be some appeals, but not. I don't think many of them will be approved. Um. You want to talk about commerce's season? We got some end of the year stats. I guess I'm so I'm so worked up now. I know. I just like I can't even move on. I don't know how to move on. Like, go ahead, jump right into it. I'll I'll pick up. There there are a couple of stats. You know, I I like to say that stats tell a story. And I'm really thankful that we've been able to work with Mr. Gaddis over the last couple of years and get the stats because they give you so much knowledge and you can glean understanding from the numbers. Um, this season, the ta- stats tell a story for us. Uh, we're going to start by looking at our team offensive stats. We scored 201 uh, points this season. That is our lowest amount of points since 2013. Um we had a big number rushing. We had three thousand six hundred or three thousand and sixty-four yards rushing on uh, five hundred and sixty-four attempts for five point four seven yards per carry. And if you came and watched Commerce play this year, you you could get that stat line and you can associate it with with football you saw on the field, which was often Jaden Daniels off tackle for six yards in the three back eye. In the three back eye. Or the eye bone. Um, one stat that that killed us was fumbles. Um, 14 fumbles on the year for the offense. We allowed 222 points on defense. I think that is the most amount of points we've allowed on defense. Not by a huge margin, but since 2013. We usually allow anywhere from 180 to 100, or 200 points on defense. That's about where Commerce lives. Um, individually, we had some some good individual performances this year on offense. Of course, you know, Jaden Daniels, freshman sensation, puts up 1,425 yards rushing on 220 carries, uh, 13 touchdowns, and 6.48 yards per carry. Draylon Martin was the two punch in the two back eye, or in the, uh, in the two back spot with 824 yards rushing. That was really close. I went back and looked at his stats last year. I think he had 854 yards last year, so pretty comparable year to what he had last year with 147 carries, seven touchdowns, and 5.61 yards per carry. Most of the rest of the yardage accounted between uh, Shockey Morris, Jackson Morris, and Trey Garto, and I don't think any either of them got over 300 yards rushing. So mainly the offense this season, it was the Draylon Martin – Jaden Dan 
Daniels tandem handling the ball. Um, defense, it was also kind of a, a dominant show. Uh, had the Hill twins come in. Uh, Cole Hill play, had a really good year at linebacker. He led the team in tackles with 72.5. Uh, Landon Worley, a guy that we like, uh, had a big year in 20, big year in 21, comes in second from a defensive back uh, position with 41 and a half, had the one pick over there at Elbert County. Colin Hall, a guy that was injured, uh, came back with uh, 39.5 tackles uh, in third. Kamani Horn, fourth with 31 and a half, and Kamani, or excuse me, Jackson Morris, uh, first year playing football. I, I think Jackson Morris had a pretty pretty good year, don't you think? Uh, he handled the ball well, caught passes well from the wide receiver uh, spot, 29 tackles and three interceptions on the year, led the team in interceptions. Um, you want to tell us who made all region, Dino? Several Tigers made all region. Uh, obviously, running back Jaden Daniels, who we've talked about already, Draylon Martin, Mason Gaddis, Lambden Hardy, Hampton Hutto, and both the Hill boys. That was the all-region players for the Commerce Tigers in 2021. So, and I think it, it takes uh, some clarification needs to be made there. They only did one team this year. It's just sometimes you get a first and a second team, all-region, and some honorable mentions where basically anybody that started got either an honorable mention. I like the one team. I do too. This this means a lot here. These guys had had phenomenal years. Uh, you look at those guys coming back, Hutto, the Hill Twins, and Jaden Daniels, those are going to be a lot of your leaders next year. Um, how about some things we did well? Uh, I think at the end of the season it's important to look and say, you know, we did this well. We didn't do this so well. Three back eye. Three back eye. That saved the season. <laughs> that's 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 that was the thing that Commerce did really well. All, offensively, we got out of the flex bone and got in the eye bone, and uh, that was a coaching adjustment. And then hats off to Coach Hollers. And I I would love to ask him how that decision came to be made. Like, did we sit down and look at film? Was this something he pulled out of his playbook? You know, where did that decision come from? Um, also, I think. I think the senior leadership showed on the team a bit. There were some really rocky moments early in the season, late in the season, but the guys kept playing. And they played, even at that Bowden game, I remember I was watching Commerce's last drive. Those guys were playing their, the best they could. It's just we, we weren't going to win that game. Um, so I, I think the seniors did a really good job doing the best with what they had. Yeah. Um, what about some of the other things? You I were mean, at the, the Washington Wilkes game, game was the highlight of the year. Tell tell us a little sure. bit about like, what are you going to remember the most from that game? Probably that long drive. <laughs> this is going to sound kind of bad, but like I want to remember that that's what Commerce could have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we put together a game, if if they played right, you know, and under the right conditions. Everything lined up. That was the potential. That was the, the potential of the team, and right there. I mean, it's. I don't know. That was I'm, that was my favorite game. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to remember. Man, it was a good. It was solid. Yeah, solid year. 
especially for a first year coach and a brand new coaching staff. I mean, that, that's that's tough, man. It's always and the, tough. the situation they were in, uh, I I think too. Like this year, the community came out too. Like we went to Pickens. There was a a fair crowd that went to Pickens Bowden on that cold night. There was a fair crowd there. Comrade, man, Comrade, always on. We're always gonna have support for sure. Uh, and then the freshmen. Uh, you talked about we talked about Jaden having a big impact, but it wasn't just him. Uh, Jakari Huff Jakari played Huff, a really good had a really good season in the back. He's gonna have to probably tote the rock next year too. I so. I'll, if we go back to the flex bone, I bet it'll be him and Jaden. They gotta the, find somebody to block. As the they gotta find backs. somebody in the. Maybe even and another freshman that would be really good at B-back is Tyshawn Wiggins. Yeah. That 44, he, yeah. he played some B-back this year. He'd be good. Uh, and Pat Mintz. Jack Fagan, too. Jack Fagan, we didn't see he much of him. He played like he, he, he was hurt all year, mm-hmm. I think. It'd be cool to see he where he fits back in. Back. Yeah. Or an H-back. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just depends on – if we get back back in the uh, eyeball back, again, back, 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 sorry, back. stutter. <laughs> Come on, home run. Oh, I love it. But he's he'd late. probably be a good two back, or I mean a good full back in the in the eyeball. You know, like Shockey played this. Did year. Did Jack play at all this year? Jack Once Fagan? or twice. I, mean, I, I don't know yeah, what I don't happened. remember him playing at all. Was he hurt? He had a couple of carries. He or somebody was wearing nineteen. That wasn't him. somebody was wearing nineteen at Lincoln County, but I don't think that I don't think it was him. I, I don't know what I don't happened. Know. Anyways, because I, I thought, man, I felt like he was coming on strong. He last had year. a really good year in 20. He yeah. was a big. I remember down the stretch, it was him and Ethan Epps came on really strong uh, for that defense. He'll be back. Uh, areas we could improve. Right. He was a junior this year, right? Yeah. Okay. Areas we could looking improve. Forward, looking forward to that. Would be, me too, would be team discipline. Uh, you know, seventy penalties, fumbles. If you listen to the show this year, we heard you heard us talk about this at nauseum. Uh, and then, even things like the sidelines, like, there was a lot of shenanigans. But towards the end of the year, there were a lot of like softball chants coming off the sideline, and maybe that's who we are now. But to me, that's not what a football team does. And maybe that's just me being an old man. But. I don't want Commerce to be that team. Old man yells at Cloud. <laughs> yeah, basically me. Uh, I know what you mean, though. No, I mean, throughout the year, there was a lot of, like, God, you just see some little things that you just never have seen. I've never seen on a Commerce, Commerce sideline. <laughs> and, and, and this just is some another. Of the, and it, 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 I just want to generalize. I don't want to be, like, that guy. It's like, well, this one, you know. It's just, like, some of the dress and, like, some of, like, the like the behavior, just like there's a lot of cutting up on the sidelines that would have never been there in the past. Right, that would have got nipped in the bud quick. quick. And we noticed that week one. Right, it right. was apparent. Um, right, and maybe they don't have enough coaches. Maybe that's the thing. I, I don't. Or know. they might not be worried about it too much. I mean, there's different styles for everything. I mean, obviously we cut we cut up a lot and like, but at the same time, like either Coach Savage or Coach Brown would definitely, you know. They had a reputation. They didn't let it go we too far. We were a far. reflection on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it could never be, like, out of hand. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, you know, we cut up several times. Like, we were on the road at Bowden, I remember, or Bremen, and, like, dancing and stuff. But, like, yeah. there, I, there's a there's certain, there's a, I guess there's, like, a line. A decorum. There's, like, a line where, like, the team's feeling good, like, really confident, about to play yeah. good. 
But man, I would have never done stuff like that during the game. Especially when the <laughs> like team's never, losing. Dude, never. Like we're the team on the sideline, you're you're supposed to be watching the game. You're you're on the sideline to go in the game. You're not there to be a fan on the field. Well, I didn't really I, I didn't get too caught up about the I know. the like the, the cheering. I don't care, that's fine. But some of the other stuff, like just some some of the people like what they were wearing, like when they weren't playing and like yeah. Just like I mean, I, I vividly remember, which it was funny, like I vividly remember at Pickens, <laughs> like what there was like a group of them just like hammering gummy worms on what like, on the side eating on the like, sideline. What are y'all doing? Oh, it was funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's kind of funny. I think it just contributed. <laughs> there was an overall less attention to detail this year, uh, and. It you see that with the numbers not being on the field in the Mount Perrin game, you see that with uh, the the field just didn't look. I mean, part of that's the traffic, but part of that's I I feel like I don't know. And then twenty twenty not being on the big board, like there was just a lot of things that got left out this year that should not have been left out. It certainly bleeds over. It's yeah. a it's a pot bubbling, bubbling, rubbling, stumbling, bubbling over a boiling stove. Yeah. I've got here areas we can improve. <laughs> I didn't notice this. I have offense, defense, and special teams. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh all right. <laughs> we did. We we need uh, kicking the ball off. You know when you go from Air Diaz, no, it's a drop. God, no matter what. The Defense, I think in year two with Coach Hollard, our defense plays better just because I think the gap there was figuring out that system. Hey, you know, you just mentioned, it's funny that you listed all those things, like offense, defense, special teams, but I was listening to something recently, and it was, uh, I think Bill, yeah, Bill Belichick's, what three things that he considers makes a tough football team. Can you guess what they are? Not what I said. No. Well, I mean, the, the, a factor of, of all of all those types of – it is those three things, but, like, specific areas of offense, defense, and special teams. Okay. What he considers a tough football team, like a, a like one that he don't want to play in the playoffs. A road grade and offensive line, uh, a kicker that kicks touchbacks, and a defense that um, you can't – you can't sustain drives on. You pretty much almost nailed it. Run the ball. It's simple but to him. Tough teams can run the ball. Tough teams can stop the run. Tough teams can cover punts and kicks. Mm. It's like if you if you have all three of those things, he was like, you, that's the team that I don't want to see in the playoffs ever. That's true. That is crisp. That's crisp. Yeah. I mean, that's like – That's a team that can control the game. That, yeah, that's – you beat us. Yeah. Fine, like, Try. It's just going out there and beating a bunch of blocks and making tackles. Yeah. What are our questions in 2022? I think well, there's Who are we going to be playing? Well, <laughs> what region what are we going to be in? What region are we going to be in? <laughs> who are we going to be playing? Uh, who's going to be our quarterback? Yeah. yeah, yeah. J.P. Allen. I think is the, the guy, the, the one guy I know. Yeah. He had a good year for, on the B team from what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um. What do we look like? Coaching in, staff changes. Yeah, ain't gonna be any turnovers. Listen, obviously not with allers. I mean, he's I, fine here, but 
I thought about this. Coach Cooper, you know, his son was a senior this year. Coach Hardy, Lambton was a senior. Yeah, that's true. Um, you got Coach Simmons, who's first-year coach. Uh, coach Cannon, I believe it was, that came from Christian, North Cobb Christian, with Coach Hollers that was his former player. You got Addison Davis and uh, Dustin Allen. I would say the ladders of the, that list ain't going anywhere, probably. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, um, the former? Maybe. Maybe. And then the defensive coordinator, I, I forget his, his name. I think D, D.C.'s there. Uh, what do we get – What's the thing that I've been interested in is I've, I've heard that the strength and conditioning program was changed quite a bit this year. Um, what does that look like? And with the emphasis is that you don't lift heavy during the season because you get injured. You lift heavy during the off season and put on mass in the off season, which is – not the approach Commerce has ever had. Um, I want to see if this works. And I, I don't want to be that blunt and be like, I don't believe that this works because I've seen how much the other system does work. But I want to see if this works. What do we look like next year? Are we bigger? Are we faster? Are we stronger? Or are we regressing? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question because, like you said, and I've had this conversation with people, I don't even remember who, but like just over the past few weeks talking about commerce and whatnot. And it's not like, you know, I don't know. I mean, the, obviously the outside kind of view of commerce is like, yeah, football. Like that's what people think of that know commerce. It's like they always have good football, like always. But commerce has never been a place where you can just like roll the ball out and like, win games. Right. Like, it, it, it it's takes been work. a tried and true method of pretty much three coaches that knew how to win at Commerce. Right. And a big part of that was the weight room. Right. Like, sure, you're in Commerce, you're you're going to have, like, two or three guys that can that run play. the ball. That can run the ball. Jaden Daniels is Athletes that. that can just do – that can that can just do it. Mm-hmm. But the key parts of those Commerce teams that, like, find that, – that can have deep runs – is the strengths of the lines really? They had with draft kids, horses with, with kids that don't look like they could. You see bust a they grape. Don't. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, and they just finding a way to get something, get the most out of those kids is the is the is the hardest hardest thing I think that people may not quite grasp. You know. And I think listening to Coach Lamb tonight at that steak and steak dinner, exactly. He understood We're it. coming full circle. He understood it. He was talking about you know kids that would. Just go out and do the best they could. And they would buy in, they would work hard, and it, it was your job as a coach to lead them. And I hope, I hope that we figure it out. Yeah. Because uh, we got a task ahead of us next year. Especially if the if things shake out like they're going, like they look like they will. Yeah. I mean, our schedule is going to be brutal. Brutal. But it'd be a good opportunity, you know. Yeah. Go out and play some good teams, see some good competition. Yep. Look forward to keeping up with everybody in the off season. I feel like I'm closing out right now. I don't mean to be doing this. Well, this we, is. We, I mean, I know, I, we need to close out eventually. But I, do do we have any sa- final saving graces on just general topic? Well, I mean, coming back next year, you got Jaden Daniels, who is the most impressive freshman in Northeast Georgia. Uh, yeah, you got a really strong freshman class that came up this year. 
Um, the JV. JV had, had, a, had a dominant season. You got pieces. You look at the Hill twins. You and like, look at. I mean, and like you're right. There's there's the, and like I said, I mean, for a first year coach with a brand new staff, I mean, making the playoffs and having a chance to win the region in year one, that that don't happen no. that often. And the thing that I hope doesn't happen is I don't want the community to fracture more than it already has. Uh, Commerce has always been a place where you could go to a game on a Friday night and you could see 800 people that you knew. And it was like a big family thing. And I just hope that in year two we can we can build some of those bridges and bonds that have always been there at Commerce. And it'll feel like home. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that'll be fine. I think it. I think that. I mean, you don't. You don't think it did this year? Is that what you're getting? At? I think it did, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like I could go up and talk to Coach Hollers. I mean, I don't know him. I'd like to get to know him. You know, I'd, I'd like to see him around. Which I'm not in commerce much anymore, but I'd like to see him. You know, maybe and get to know him. <laughs> I don't know. This has got it's weird. It's getting late. This has got weird now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's finish it with one listen. If you made if you've made it this far, why? First of all, <laughs> I would have turned this thing off a long time ago. There's zero percent chance I listen back to this. But um SEC championship song. Let's 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 get let's think about brighter things right now. That's true. The Georgia Bulldogs are the number one team in the land, in all of the land. All the land. And guess who? Guess what? Guess who? Guess who? Guess who's coming to town? Rammer jammer. To ruin everything, as all, <laughs> as always. The dragon, the demon, <laughs> is coming is coming to Atlanta. And like I said, man, it's been awful quiet out of Tuscaloosa, it man. It's been awful quiet over there this this week. I hate that. Come I hate it so much, man. What do you think, Son? What do you think about the dogs? I I like Georgia win that ball game. Oh. I really do. You got a final score prediction? What? Well, how's it going to go? Let's just let's hash it out. I 30. like talking about the dogs much better than than I'm. I'm still a little. <laughs> I wish Commerce could could have had a deeper run. I do too. So like, it did. We were still playing at this time. And last year we I played almost up. To I Christmas think this was the year. Irwin County. This might have been Irwin County weekend, was it? Yeah. It was. First week in December. That was even more depressing. Yeah. But anyways, the dogs. The dogs. <laughs> I think we beat Bama. I think we get it's I think it's a similar game to eighteen, uh, where we get ahead the the national championship where we get ahead. Oh God. And don't they bring, come back. Please don't bring that up. But I think we hold on this time. I think we beat them by ten. I think thirty one twenty one. I'm very, very conflicted. I I just I don't know if my if my eyes deceive me. I, I just I don't know. I I and I, I've I've kind of bought now. I've I've heard it, you know, recycled so much in the media and on different shows and stuff that I listen to. It's just like God. Is Georgia really? I mean, have they really not played anyone? Like I've heard that take so much yeah. now that I'm start I'm starting to be like, Believe man, it. I don't think they have. <laughs> now I'm starting to be like, man, I think Clemson's like the best team they've played. It's like, wait a minute, is this bad? Yeah. Is this bad? But then at the same time, it's like, man, I mean, Georgia didn't need two overtimes at Auburn, right? I mean, they pretty much blew them out of the water. 
So it's like, I mean, it, you know, it's similar competition, and, and none of the games have been close. You know, you're blowing out the teams you should blow out. Georgia and Auburn are rivals, but they're not Alabama-Auburn rivals. That right. game, I was telling my grandparents this the other day when we were talking about the game. That game is probably 50 times more intense than Commerce Jefferson. And that's well, and there's the always, closest thing that I know to a true rivalry. And especially now, with Georgia playing Auburn so early in the season, like the Iron Bowl just there's like a lot on the line. Right. Always. Every right. single year. Like it's it's everything. Everything's on the line. And if Auburn beats Alabama there, they're that's a good season for them. Yeah, but they had a they've pretty decent saved season their with season. coach. I mean, they've had a decent year. They and the you know, almost did it without a quarterback. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. It's just so hard for me to sit here after the years. the last ten years and be like you know what? George is going to go into Atlanta and beat Alabama. It's very like, hard. For me saying that, I don't think I can. Yeah, it is like a recall <laughs> it's internally. Like, it makes me want to, like, I get kind of, like, nauseous when I yeah. say that, when I just said it just now. It's like, did I say that? Well, there's, like, a surreal moment after it comes out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Like, did I just say that? I mean, what if it if and when it does happen Saturday at, like, you know, 8 o'clock, that will be surreal for sure. Do you remember the joy you felt after the Rose Bowl? Oh yeah, that's what I'm but hoping at same, for. At the same time, but there was there was there was also, it's like in the Rose Bowl, it was like you know if it was if it was like a bar fight, you like spilled out into the into the crowd and like broke a window and like it was just a huge fight, and then finally you win the fight and you mm-hmm. stand up. And then, like, the big bad boys, like, sitting in the alley, like, waiting for you. Like, that was, and then you go that was Bama. And I was like, ugh. Like, so, so, like, your joy was incredible. And then it was like, oh, we still got to fly across the country to come back here to Atlanta and play. Guess who? Yeah. <laughs> but that game, I mean, what was that, 26-23? Wasn't that the final? Of what, Natty? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And, I mean, they beat us on the last play, basically. It. Yeah, I mean the last it was something crazy about it was second twenty six. Other than last, other than last year when Alabama smoked them, the Nat, Natty and the SEC championship game where they've played, I think Alabama led a total of like thirty seconds yeah. and won both games. Well, and it was similar. <laughs> it was similar to uh, twelve too. Twelve was another heartbreaker, but yeah, yeah, twelve they didn't lead. They didn't lead that very long either. And there's just so much history that's hard to be like, yeah, this is gonna. This yeah, happen. you've just been. It's the same guy over and over and over again. But I mean, this is what you know. Again, this is kind of why like Kirby's there yeah. is to like win this game, yeah. so he's getting another chance. And he's got so much more momentum this year. He's got a bit. The team is Georgia is better than Alabama. Yeah, this is the best Georgia team at at most. Let me say this: at most positions, Georgia is better than Alabama. Which that I don't know if that's been the case yet. Like even in twenty seventeen, Georgia was underdogs. Like they, they outplayed they outplayed them. Yeah, in that in the in the natty, but uh, you know they they probably weren't probably weren't the better team. Well, and the thing about this team too is it's a great team. The defense is unbelievable. Like they, they, are, and I mean the offense is, is underrated, really. Yeah, I mean efficiency wise, they're in the top five in the nation. They just they're really cohesive. They think with one mind 
on defense. It's really, it's really fun to watch. Yeah, um, and I mean, do you have a prediction? <laughs> if you'd asked me like last Saturday, after watching the Iron Bowl, I would have been like, "Oh, Georgia's gonna win like forty-five to nothing. Like <laughs> this is over." Yeah, you know, I was feeling good coming off whooping up on Tech. Yeah, I just watched was- Bama just struggle with Auburn. So I was riding high, and then I, I kind of settled down and like kind of really looked at some different, you know, stats and stuff as as one does early in the week, and I and and just listened to different people talk about it, and I, I've kind of just talked myself just completely out of the game. I'm like, man, I don't know, I don't know what could happen. I think Georgia's gonna win the game. All right, I'm glad. I think it's gonna be. I think. I think. The only thing that people are going, I think people might freak out though. I think Bama, <laughs> I, I think Bama might jump out to a lead. Yeah, I mean we've seen Tennessee that teams can script can, yeah. can can script drives against the defense. Yeah. So Bama's going to do that, no doubt. And Bryce Young's good enough to score again, right? So I mean it, it might be fourteen to nothing, fourteen like, to three, or something like that. Yeah. And then like people are like, Ooh. now if you start it, that's where they really got to. Hone in Stetson about look, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Like, don't please panic. don't go out there and do something don't, stupid. Don't try too much. Like, we got plenty of game left. Like, put it on the defense. I promise they'll stop them. Yeah, I could see it going something like that. That'd be fun. I could see it going blow for blow. I don't That'd know, man. Fun. Two good teams should be a good game. Should be fun. Again, be this fun. will be a great weekend of football. Enjoy the high school. Enjoy enjoy the SEC. No matter what happens. Yeah. Enjoy all the conference games. It should be a great. The and the good. You know what the good news is. It don't even matter if Georgia loses. Because they're back. They're in the playoffs. They are in the playoffs. It don't matter. They're in the playoffs. They'll probably get another shot at them. If Bama's that good, if they're good enough to beat Georgia, they'll play again. They'll probably play them the next week, don't you reckon? Yeah, they won't put them. The the playoff committee won't put them back-to-back. They'd have to play them in Indianapolis for the Natty again, which I'd feel feel fine about that. Yeah. I feel fine about anybody. Putting Georgia against anybody, man. The world. is just good. All right. Let's close it out, Song. Season two in the books. Thank you for listening along. I think we have over three thousand plays now. Yep. On our uh on this little podcast we started here. So thank you, dear listener, if you're still listening. We'll be back next year. Back better than ever. Follow us on Twitter. We'll interact. Uh I mean hopefully we can we can get some stuff in the off season. If we hear anything, obviously if any news breaks. Yeah. I mean, like it did last year. We didn't think we were gonna be recording in March, but no. we were. Um I don't think that'll happen this year, so it might be a while before you hear from us again. Um, so, uh, until then, go dogs, and as always, go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs>